Hey stars, welcome to today's Star Parent Podcast. It is your girl, it is your host, Mo, and we are Star Single Parenting, Transforming and Achieving Righteously Incorporated. We are your weekly podcast for this real organization that builds a community of single parenting people who are transforming and achieving righteously. And uh, my voice is a little struggle bus. Okay, my stars and my lights, welcome. And um, we just want to welcome, welcome, welcome you today. And I want you to know we got an interview, so I can't do this um, for a number of reasons, but we have an interview that I'd rather you listen to. So we get ready to jump in like right now, but it's based on our series that is inside of a larger series, um, the larger series, Purpose Over Perfect. And if you're just joining us for the first time, we always say go back, go back, go back. We have so much wonderful content that will really give you an idea of who we are, who we're for, why we're here, and what we do. And so today's episode is my excited wait, heal, bro. So let's go right now as we heal, bro, with my bro. Hey stars, welcome to today's Star Parent Podcast. It is your girl, it is your host, Mo Nicole, and I am so excited today because I told you guys, um, I hope you caught it in the intro intro, we are stars, single parenting, transforming and achieving righteously incorporated, but I did not lie to you, boo. I said I was not doing heel, bro, and I said my God will bring me one of my bros to do heel bro so today i want y'all to welcome my friend who is awesome well-rounded a professional a son a brother and most importantly to us and has been an experience with being a star dad here to help us break into this convo on heel bro it's my bro justin hey justin what up Man, a lot of good stuff, sis. Like, um, it's amazing just to hear your um, acronym star again, as far as um, read out, and just to understand how how much um, <laughs> that that message it, it fits my life. <laughs> and uh, coming from you, yeah, I can only take that stuff to heart because I know you know. <laughs> I really appreciate it, and thanks for having me. Yeah, like, one, I want to say, like, y'all don't understand. It's few people in this season, because we always talk about divine friends. And I just, you know, I really believe that's one of God's tools when you're in purpose. He gives you divine friends. Not the people that you love, that you know are not divinely purposeful, but when you're in purpose, he gives you and orchestrates divine friendships. And I'm so thankful because most of those divine friends have just entered my life in the last few years. But this friend, he know me, know me. Kind of slick too much. But <laughs> I ain't going to tell nobody. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Amen. But for me, like, I really appreciate someone who knows me because you can appreciate my progress, my process, 
and um my heel sis my my heel sis which we've been in this series called purpose over perfect i got my my bro a shirt we we a movement um because the the thing for me is like at star we stand on those three principles identity purpose and partnership and it's really just about seeing yourself correctly seeing why you were created and then seeing who was designed for you so that's what we've been in um and from that because god is a multifaceted god he produced heels which is our acronym that we're we're sitting in in this bonus series which is heal evolve affirm and lead and i believe both the sis and the bro needs to heal so that's where we are um it sounds great um as far as that 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 that's diff healing first i feel like um that's definitely something that uh resonates with a, a large a large uh, crowd you know what i'm saying of, of all types of backgrounds age ranges and things of that nature because we all felt something at some point and a lot of us um, as we mature come into ourselves you know what i'm saying that's the state that we realize we're in you know what i'm saying a state of um either in pain or recovering from pain that's good that's good and you know for me like i think that is is essential and i said this because i believe i have listeners of all backgrounds we look at the analytics we see people from uh canada listening in people from norway all these other places so shout out to all those listeners but i do believe specifically and especially as it relates to this nation um we said it the largest percentage of single parenting people which is just unmarried people they could be in relationship but they're not married and they're parenting are african-american people or people that are descendants of american slavery Mm -hmm. and so we want to dig into like some of those issues in both the men and women that kind of have kept us oppressed individually which led to the relational oppression the financial because this oppression is not just racism it is the oppression within yourself the oppression within your finances your health your wellness which is all attached to your spirit so i'm excited to get a man to do some damage (laughs) today in jesus name um (laughs) honestly like when i hear you with the keys to success as far as purpose um and being able to draw your power and honestly it all starts with pain there's a process of pain that christ has played on the cross that i feel like when we embrace that we really start to do some spiritual judo where we can flip that and get the the positive yield from the potential energy that is our struggle that's good that's good and i think that's the thing i think in a distracted age the spirit is the last thing on people's radar big facts big facts i mean if they don't teach you nothing else they teach you that it's all about you and pleasures and how you can feel good and how you can secure yourself and what you like look like to other people and these are things that that christ displayed and taught like completely antithetical to his teaching and his way of life as far as he was concerned with his father's business and how his father saw him and what he did in the name of his father and that was always on his mind whereas people tell me that uh, Christ didn't get angry much but I don't think we have um, good basis we we want to think of Christ as this mild-mannered you know Clark Kent of a guy yeah 
But when Superman came out, my dude, he raged every <laughs> now and then as far as like he really had to unleash something. Yeah. And when it came for Christ to defend um, either the faith or then the least of these, you know what I'm saying? Any of, any exactly. of those would, that would be deemed the least of these, man, he stood up tall in a way that I don't think um, our modern men, um, as far as those who haven't dealt with that pain to know the value that it has on the other side if you process it properly. Uh, the, the gain that it could be, all they know is the struggle. They don't know enough of success. They don't get uh, programmed as far as with a winning mentality um, in those arenas as far as when it comes to spiritual uh, warfare. Wow, that's, I mean, I'm so thankful because I want someone who can give that level of depth but also give an authentic perspective. So I feel like you you saying the same, we're, we're, we have an a intertwined message that I've been giving to women, which is just, you know, like we, we're struggling, women of all colors, because I have best friends of all colors, but I think specifically me being a brown one and me understanding that more definitely and just loving history, I see the trajectory in, our, in this people group. Mm-hmm. And for me, I feel like, especially now, because one of the things that I think that's being attacked most is your faith. It's, it's your faith, which which really divides you from your spirit. Yes, and I think the way that they're doing it, uh, in essence, I mean, the first attack is on the identity. Yes. As soon as they come in and get you to believe yes. that you're something less than good, that something is wrong with you, essentially, that you need them, whoever they are that ain't God. <laughs> you know what I mean? They got you. In my hood, we saw it all day at the Discount Mall. Um, we're in Georgia, in Atlanta. Um, I'm from College Park, you know what I mean? And uh, there's a, it's a, it's a, what we would call a mall, a mall, a discount mall, but it's more of a flea market, if you're familiar, an uh, indoor flea market. Um, and there, man, you learn a lot of lessons the hard way, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, you get to barter with some of the people in there in ways that you couldn't in other places, but at the same time, uh, because it's um, less... Um, it's a little uh, hoodie, if I could, if I could, <laughs> if you can follow me there. But um, it's you, the unofficial mall. There you go. You got some guys who, you know, they 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 get a, they make their living by hustling, and uh, not not a fair trade hustle. This is um, <laughs> catching the vulnerable young with yeah. a pocket full of money from their first job. Yeah. Um, and you know, you bright eyed, and they see it, and they take advantage of it. Yep. And you learn that uh, they didn't have any power over you that you didn't give them. In hindsight, oh, after you take a after you take a L, where you walked in knowing that you were being offered something too good for the amount that you were paying for it, that you were you thought you were gonna get the value without without putting out the the, the effort, you know what I'm saying? Um, paying for it up front, and uh, that's usually it, it gets a, it got me there, but it taught me not to let it get me for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? So eventually, you start looking to pay for things up front. Because if you don't, bro, you got to pay on the back end, and that usually like hurts worse than um you know, so just dealing it out up front and owning it and enjoying it when it's time. No, I love that because one that hits home for more reasons than I'll say today on this podcast. But I was uh definitely an avid shopper in that location. Hilarious. And <laughs> when you said identity, something hit me immediately because when God gave me that, when when my God, because we tell everybody on start, you know what I mean? We're uh, um. We're an all-inclusive podcast because we serve an all-inclusive God. That is the lie that God, Yahweh, Yeshua, Jesus is the um, boundary-setting God of people. 
people have tried to put God in their image, but He is not. He is He is a He's an inclusive God, but not for your purposes, for His. And so, for that reason, when I say identity as star, we say it's seeing yourself correctly, because you know there is just the word identity, but when you e y e, you have to put the spin on it to be able to understand what does that really do for you. And we believe you got to see yourself the creator's way because you didn't yeah. create yourself. Absolutely. And, and being parents, both of us, we know, like, even our children, we didn't pick out none of that. Like, <laughs> people be trying to be out here, like, pocketing their, you know what I'm saying, their mate so they can get babies with certain hair, certain color, certain eyes. Mm-hmm. You, you don't create your children. And that's that's so dope. There's so many things wrong with that <laughs> I, 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 ideology or that thinking that says um, – you want to have a baby or a child of any physical um, quantification or qualification that that would come to a physical sense. The one thing that I that I hear and that that just screams at me is, you have a body, you <laughs> have a mind, you are a spirit. That's right. what you are. Right. So to identify your child beyond the spirit before it even get here and start to get it rooted in self in, in in the in the baser physical aspects of what you are because. That's that's the least of you is this physical thing that you see. Exactly. You you house it and, you, and it's indicative of the character that you're honing on the inside, the spirit that you're honing on the inside. But by no means should you be identifying with it so much so that your spirit can be broken because of some effect the body has. Wow, that's so good because it returns to dust. Like that's the one thing that nobody can deny came straight from the Bible that we return to dust, and that's scientific. So. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Um, you were asking a question, and I, I apologize for getting excited on um, <laughs> <laughs> the point you were making. I was saying about that I had a trigger, like a trigger revelation when you were talking about the whole, like, flea market concept and how we get hustled for the the uh, big-eyed um, desires, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. But it's the identity, too, because what they come in and do is puff you up first. They yeah. puff you up before you drop you. Hey, man. Well, you look you look smart, or they'll be trying to do the little cap game in front of you, and they'll let somebody win. And you're like, hey man, I can do that. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and it gets you out of yourself because when you came in there, you probably came for a purpose, unless you didn't have a purpose before you got there. Which that's probably another conversation. Right. But um, when when they hit, when you see that opportunity that you didn't plan on, right, your identity shifts instantly in that moment, unless you know who you were and you you your heart stuck to your goals. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say specifically going back to like the community that we're a part of or the the people group issues of being from historically oppressed groups your identity has to do more work than most people because if you're from a group and this is the thing people who are so-called black americans descendants of slavery shout out to juneteenth but i've been celebrating that so Mm. people who are from this particular african group of people we struggle differently because even in the flea market i started to think about People from Africa yes. that are often a lot of yes. times vendors maybe in those places, but they are even willing to sell to the American African something that they wouldn't buy themselves mm-hmm. because there's a sense of identity because they don't identify as a, a non-existent color because we've already scientifically mm. told you black isn't a color, baby. You can look it up. So we they don't have that same oppressive mentality. So you can go and attack people in their identity because they don't know who they are, because mm-hmm. they lack a sense of self. Mm. And they yet are still, by virtue, black, but they know that they're Nigerian, Yoruba, Igbo, 
mm-hmm. Kenyan, mm-hmm. wherever they're from, they have that sense of self, which keeps them from being a victim. And that's so important at this whole heal mm-hmm. thing. It, I think you, you, you're on point. And I like to um, take from the billions of branch issues I think that we could uh, get into as far as a million ways to fall and one way to stand up. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, let, and try to start from the center and work our way out. Yeah. Meaning that um, everybody, no matter what your identity is at this point, is under attack. Yeah. And we've been under attack for so long that as our culture, as far as personally speaking, I, I think I can only speak for myself um, in full when I say stuff like um, it started before I got here. Right. Um, this idea that we should be afraid, mm. where we're programmed to not want to go outside, maybe as far as too far from your neighborhood, be afraid of next, the, the next block over. Um, you're being programmed to want to identify with bad things as if they're going to give you something good. Um, a lot of us, unlike myself, which I mean, I'm, I'm blessed in the sense of, um, man, I had my, my, both my parents, um, multiple siblings above me, um, and they all were like this shield around me to the point where I had to uh, the ability to think about things that other people may not have gotten to because I didn't have to worry about the food over my, uh, on my plate or the roof over my head or um, somebody just uh, hitting me for whatever reason. <laughs> it's like it's, it's, it's certain things that people worry about around me or had to worry about around me that I really I never really had too much to, uh, to thought to give to that, you know what I'm saying, which allowed me to think about bigger picture to a point where I'm super appreciative now. Um, and I didn't know how different it made me from anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when you're growing up, you just want to be one of. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So you look so, for so many different ways to become a part of the in crowd until you realize that the in crowd is shifting and fickle and, and shallow in a, in a, in a I mean, in, in most ways that are important. A lot of times you find that out when you get closer to these uh, idols, our, our fans, people that we're a fan of. You realize what right. it means to actually be a fan. You're not a friend. They don't love you. None of that <laughs> stuff. You don't even know these people. But you have identified something in them that you admire. And because of that, you fawn after them and cut off your own uh, judgment and ability to think. Because... I like this person so much, I want to be like them instead of like Christ, or, 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 which is the only thing that's worth being down here because everybody else is equal. Right. So why would we compete with each other as, as human beings? I don't care if it's male or female. The idea that we're competing with each other for anything it, it, is uh, laughable. You know what I mean? There's no reason for me to be competing with another person down here for something that there's plenty of as far as love, <laughs> as far as anything good. The fruit of the spirit, and you can go from either right. one of them. But you know, the the greatest of these things are the most important of these things being love. I feel like, man, we could we could focus in right there because I think that really encompasses a lot of what the the message is for today. Because the ruling message is fear, and if I ask people what the opposite of fear is, their first response is usually something around courage, maybe right. faith. Yeah. But they never just off the rip love. But when I tell mm. them a story of a burning building. And some old lady standing outside, and y'all all standing in the line looking at the building burning, and she just take off running. Right. And I say, 
what make you think she did that? Now, I, she's not just courageous, bro. You nine times or ten times out of ten, she just saw her grandbaby in the window. Wow. And she became Wonder Woman in that instant because that's what love does. Where love exists, fear cannot exist at the same time. And God, why does God do this to me? But literally, the Bible verse that says, perfect love cast out all fear. Boom. That, that is, Drop when I'm telling you, if you don't believe, it's cool. We love you. But I'm telling you, my God, yes. you're downloading the right word that goes with the right revelation. That's exactly what I heard. Perfect love cast out all fear. If you are not perfect in love, if you have fear, you're not made perfect in love. That is literally in John. Mm. Like, that is so powerful because we do hear all the time, like, what's the opposite of fear? Faith. Or people have faith over fear. Mm -hmm. But you're right. Love casts out fear. Perfect love because we have so many definitions of love. And that was so, that's so good. And it's, it's, it's straight scripture and uh, putting blessing as far as, man, I've been sitting up under uh, tutelage I didn't pick out since I was three. You know what I'm saying? Um, I never thought much of it until I had a three-year-old. And um, I remember singing uh, a solo at church when I was three, and it was like a God and God Alone by Steve Green, which is a white opera singer. <laughs> and I'm on uh, Moreland Avenue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, but singing that song at three, I didn't think too much of it just because I could, and that's all I knew. But when I looked at my daughter, and I, and I got a three-year-old, and I'm like, bro, I knew that word, that song word for word. You know what I'm saying? Three verses, uh bridge and chorus you know what i'm saying and it's like wait a minute at three i had that like man, thank you god you know what i'm saying because it's like everybody don't have that type of programming in them but when i realized that what i was being a program towards what it did was the opposite of what the programming they're pushing at us does for the mass of the community and what the programming does is it tunes you to fear you're yeah. doing so many so many negative things that we do as if they're not bad because the law says they're okay. But the law ain't here to make you good. It's only here to tell you when you're stupid and to talk bad about you when you violate the law. It's right. never there to build you up into a better person. It may supposedly protect you from somebody else, something like that, but really, no. If somebody wanted to hurt you, they'll break the law. You know what I'm saying? My whole thing is a lot of people look at legalism or, or certain laws and they build their self-esteem through their adherence, and then you end up with this form of self-righteousness that you perpetuate on everybody else, and you wonder why don't nobody like you. Wow. That's so good, and it's so crazy because the natural law is always changing. Like, even from the inherency of every empire. Biblically? Every, yeah. To a righteous man, all things are righteous, and to a wicked man, all things are wicked. <laughs> the Bible said, as far as I, I, I read recently, that where you incline your heart, that's on you, but the words of the mouth are from the Lord. So where you set your heart towards one of two spirits, it's either the spirit of fear or the spirit of love. So when you set out to love, Apollo Coelho said it like the universe conspires with you. But biblically it just says, bro, God got you. You know what I'm saying? I, I really can't put it in the, 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 the quoted, you know what I'm saying, uh, King James, whatever, whatever. But I'm, I'm, it's Proverbs, I'm sure. It's in Proverbs. <laughs> and um, I, 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 I like people um, who may... Uh, find that a little odd as far as um, the lack of quoting um, verbatim with scripture. I think uh, we've gotten, even that has gotten overdone to a point where if you need to validate what you're saying by only the Bible, I think you're coming up short. 
that most yeah. of us have experienced that we should be able to speak to. Most of us should be able to look around the world and say, look at all these other examples of this truth. Because if it's truth, it's not going to be in a bubble. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The truth resounds on every level. And all truth is God's truth. So it's like there should be no way where I'm saying this and the only way I can back it up is with a, with a scripture reference. Right, which can be weaponized. Like that's how the yeah. enemy comes as an angel of light and he came through the Pharisees and the Sadducees. All the scripture. Because they kept using scripture to invalidate Jesus, even up to the point of trying to call him the devil. So we have to just, you know, we have to know, but I always tell people that we're a relationship podcast. We are not listed under religion. We're not listed under anything specifically because I, I can proudly say that I'm a disciple of Jesus. I'm a disciple of Christ. I believe in Yeshua, Yahweh. I know what I'm supposed to be doing because that's my creator. But he did not bring me here to do religion. Gotcha. He brought me here to do relationship because that's the model that he came to do. And so I feel like relationships. That's the message of the day, though, sis. It's funny yeah. because I think of, um, uh, shout out to Ravi Zacharias because a lot of stuff I, I I got listening. I found out that I'm an audio learner. You know okay. what I'm saying? And I, and I found out at an age where, man, I I, I was young enough to, to, to really dig in um, working um, with my job for like 10 years. I'm at UPS or whatnot. And um, I have time to, to listen while I work. And I was able to use that time effectively as far as with people like Ravi Zacharias and Andy Stanley. Um, and, and other, um, you know, say notable or, or just credible preachers in my in in my respect, because whether they're perfect through and through and their their um, life story, you know what I'm saying, panned out at the end or whatever, you can't take away the ideas that were true and the the product that it yielded for me. Therefore, you can't take away the truth or you take away the man. They try to mess up the people's image, so they kind of like uh, take them off right. the pedestal and all of that stuff to where nobody looks at what they said and you miss out on all of this gold that was produced because they can... Michael Jackson was a pedophile. I'm just saying stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That 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 causes people to turn away from uh, what people produce throughout their life, maybe even their life's work. Um, whereas the allegations may or may not, usually if you right. find out they're not, you don't hear retractions as much as you hear accusations. Right. Um, but I, I say all that and um, try to bring it back to the relationships and um, basically how... We're under a similar assault and what, because love is the prevailing message of the day. Yes. Um, in Luke, they talked about the children of uh, our, I think, I forget who was telling the story as far as if, if it was Jesus or not, but I believe it was Jesus because anybody telling parables ahead of you. Yeah. He said the uh, generations of the world are like this, are like children who uh, say, we played a dirge for you and you wouldn't mourn, and we played a flute for you and you wouldn't dance. Uh, he said, John came with the law and you told him, he was crazy out there, uh, not breaking any laws, uh, uh, eating uh, wild honey and, and, locusts. and locusts and wearing, you know what I'm saying, wool and stuff like that, not dressing fancy or nothing like that. And y'all said he was crazy. Y'all said um, he was out there wild, man. Jesus came preaching grace and said, hey, man, you free now. I got you. I'm going to pay the price. And y'all said that he was a drunkard and a glutton, and you killed him. So every time I try to send you a message, this is from God, you're picking up the opposite. It seems like the opposite yes. is taking over. When I said law, and I said that the law won't, the only thing it's showing you is that you could never reach me by your own obedience. And you refused to hear it, you wanted to party. And that's why we got old school Israel getting drugged the way they got drugged. Then Jesus comes, because uh, Pharaoh and all of this stuff, and um, you also had uh, Nebuchadnezzar, two of which um, people that God used who are not uh, 
crystal perfect people, but he definitely used them for his purpose. Um, meaning that every leader that God calls is not going to be somebody that looks like um, Captain America to you. Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, so just to throw that out there. But um, the message that we're receiving right now that's prevailing over everything else is fear. People are fear-driven beyond anything else right, right now, and it's scary to me <laughs> almost because when you have so much love, you don't fear. But when you see what it's doing to people's lives, it's like, wow. Yeah. You know, you have uh, children right now are being given anxiety toys to play with. Like, these are uh, Legos. Like, I, I see these things called poppets. And I'm not trying to come at an industry or come at anybody who enjoys or likes stuff. But I'm pretty sure these fidgets and things of that nature are for people who have anxiety. And if you have anxiety... You shouldn't just be comfortable with that as if that's not an issue to solve. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the problem that you want to look to fix, not to play with, not to not to have it, uh, not to not to cope with it. You don't want to just right. cope with it. You want to you want to real good, yes. not feel good in the sense of healing. A lot of people go for feel good instead of getting real good because yeah. you don't want to take the process. You want that microwave, and that's again a part of the programming. No, you man. When I tell you, I love. I love how things just be working in my favor, like when people be on the same wave. But more than that, I love that you are actually encompassing the hill, bro. Like, because we're going to do some of the questions just, just to really dig. But I do think, like, the organic nature of the way that you and I both understand, there's a second wave. You know what I mean? And that's what I want people to get. Like, what we see is not reality. There's a second wave of life that produces the things that we keep trying to get in the first wave. Let me throw them a little hope, even though we ain't here to uh, <laughs> do the whole religious thing. Just, to, just so you know, if you find yourself uncomfortable in a church setting, you are probably more right than wrong. Legalism and, and, and inception on whatever levels has happened in so many organizations that once they get a certain size, it's hard to keep the, it's hard to keep the devil out. I don't see in um, the Bible where they where they gave credit to mega churches. And it says that it says it's hard for a rich man to be righteous. It doesn't say that it's impossible, but it says it's like a needle, like a camel going through a needle's eye. And it's usually it's not the man who becomes rich. Right. It's the man who was born rich. Yeah. Because that silver spoon, if you don't have parents to teach you, I love the way I read Kings. And when you read Kings, you get to see the the Bible depiction of how this actually works. You will see. Uh, it was started, off, of course, with David um, and um, Sam, uh, Solomon, mm -hmm. and then you get into uh, uh, Rehoboam and uh, Jehoiakim, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, but it's two, that's where it gets split up into Israel and Judah or whatnot. But you see, as they tell the, the stories of these kings, that where this king was born, his mother was from here, and another king, his mom might be from outside of Jerusalem or something like that. And based on where they were in relation to Jerusalem. You could tell what they were going to say next. If his mom was had grew up around Jerusalem and respected the church, you already know. That's going to be a good king. So you had somebody like Asa, A-S-A, uh, King Asa, came in. His mom, somewhere from Jerusalem. And because she was pouring into him out of that, he grew to be a good king. And when you had the, the kings whose moms weren't, were basically more following the Egyptian way uh, or any pagan way, in a sense, their children were usually veer off that way right so it's like where we say we had a praying grandmama and i find out it's true oh man it feels so good it, it really does 
to know it didn't start with me, and it's not because of me that I'm standing on the backs of giants. I'm talking about ones I ain't never seen before, but I'm looking forward to seeing them clapping when I walk through. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, wait, we, we got to hit this now. So, that is literally what we've been saying in the whole Hill Sis, Hill Bro series, and that's where I've kind of just taken that burden on. I am not every woman. I am not singing I'm every woman. I'm just saying that as a woman and as a woman who is a part of a people group, I can relate. And as a woman with a story, we are all a story. We are all a bestseller. So I've been saying that my revelation from the first episode was a healed woman heals a people, but a healed man heals a nation. Mm. So hold on. Mm. Hold on with your revelation. Hold on with your Bible and your revelation. So when you said that about the the tendency of the 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 kings to go in the way of the mothers, it proves that a healed woman heals a people. So that people starts off with herself because you got to heal first mm. in order to heal anybody else. Then you heal your family. Then that heals the community because families are what makes communities. Yes. And then that heals the people because communities make up the people group. See, we've been doing it from the people group trying to go down and maybe deal with our individual issues. Yeah. That's not mm -hmm. it. And we and that was my revelation because if you heal the people, you heal the man in, inadvertently. You heal the son when you heal your family. You heal that you heal that baby daddy. Because when you start to affirm him, you don't gotta be with him to affirm him. And so when you said that, it lined right up. Like you didn't even have to listen to none of the episodes. But I promise you, that was the revelation. And it's biblically stood up. Like, Oh, yeah. The truth resounding over here. I mean, I got the vibe. I got goosebumps popping up. Because <laughs> she's absolutely right. I ain't know exactly, like, what she had been saying before I'm here. And and to hear the stuff coming out of her without me prompting her and stuff like that. It is, it is ser like serendipitous. You know what I'm saying? It's beyond me. But, it, but you know what I'm saying? Lord God, as far as, like, this... What we find in that book or, or whatnot, for me, I feel like it's not just for us. So where I say I'm a combination of all the cool people I know, and that makes me one of the coolest people I know, I don't say that as if I don't owe the world for what they've put into me. You know what I'm saying? So when I think of what I have that they might not have, because all my people that I know, like all my real friends, they have something that they specialize in. They're real people. You know what I'm saying? And when they, when they settle down and they get into their passion that they have, <laughs> you can't beat them, or at least... You're going to have a tough time. They're going to come out somewhere towards right. the top percentile. And for me, my whole thing was um, digging in that word and, and having that uh, given to me on so many different levels to the goal being to help the intellectual believe and the believer become an intellectual. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to do that intelligently, too. That's what we grow up missing. A lot of people who just say the faith card and throw it out there. This is how. The, okay, sis. I'm going to try to get to the point back to relationships because I can do this all day. I live for this. <laughs> and I really want to make sure we touch on. If not everything, this one right here. Yeah. Because when we're talking about women, and I'm not a woman, so I can't speak, but I can speak to what I feel like y'all can do. And I feel like y'all are under attack right now. Yes. See, I realized it as a man because we saw it in the 90s. When I first came in and they were trying to tell me that you ain't going to live to 25 and you ain't going to be smart and you can't do this and you can't do that. My dad was laughing at Like, dude, you are not listening to that. That's yes. not you. You don't need a handout. You don't need no da-da-da-da. You don't need none of this extra stuff. You need to listen to what I'm telling you. And run with it. And what he told me was that I had his name. And um, it's the same way God does the Ten Commandments and things of that nature where you rock his name, you better not go out blaspheming. Exactly. But when it comes to y'all right now, see, they're coming at y'all with a feminism wave. And see, yeah. all the isms and schisms are familiar to me. 
You know what I'm saying? When when you came at us and said racism, you know what I'm saying? It was like, whoa, what is that? I got plenty of friends of all types of backgrounds. Right. Like you 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 take that somewhere else. Like I had no idea that um that Fred Hampton um rest in peace of course. Uh, they did the movie about him recently with um there you go Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah, and that that Rainbow Coalition was him giving credit to all the other people, not just saying black power, but yellow power to the yellow people and red power to the red people yeah. and white power to the white people. And it's like, what happened to that message? Oh, it got took over because the rainbow flag don't mean nothing like what he was talking about anymore. Um, and that's easy to do when that message hasn't been rooted in the heart. So right now, I grew up watching a lot of guys being feminized. And this is not to say anything about um, sexualities as far as homosexuality, heterosexuality, in the sense that love is love. And right now, it's so tough to find love that I have to respect anybody who is holding on to a, a real love for somebody and is letting it have an outworking in your life. And I can't, I can't judge you, bro, or, or sis. I can't judge nobody who's struggling with with anything that's working for them up until this point that they can hear me right now. Right. You see what I'm saying? That's my word. Don't minimize a struggle. Don't maximize a struggle. Just recognize a struggle. And respect. We all struggle. Respect, bro. Right. So when it comes to y'all women, it's like I, I say this uh, humbly because, again, I'm not firsthand experiencing what you're going through. But I, I realized that right now where I understood that there was a lot of guys who were being feminized, Oh wow! There was a lot more women being emasculated than I knew. They, they, mm -hmm. they're being turned into men inside of female bodies. So until you get with them and you have a kid, and the mask comes off, you don't realize that you have a a, a masculine energy that's dominating this body and that's competing with you. Like the Bible tells you, you would rather live in the corner of a housetop than in a mansion share with a woman, a, a contentious woman. woman. Yes, it's like, dude, you you don't want that, and you don't realize that you have it because. She comes off as soft and, and, and uh, loving or caring and things of that nature. And you don't kick back into those, those basic instincts right. that you develop to survive from a younger age until you have a child that you now feel like is beyond you. And you have to do your best. And your best is not feminine. Let them tell it. Because what you are as a woman is weaker. That's why you get less money than men and you go to jobs. Or what you are as a woman is weaker. That's why we don't value you as a mother in the home. You need to get out here and work just like everybody else. That's what women do these days. Meaning that the things that women want us to value inside of them are usually right now are typically valued in men. And I don't want a, a man as, as my mate. Right. So when we come into the home and I'm like, baby, I can't pump milk out of my stuff. You know what I'm saying? My skin ain't going to be soft and I ain't going to be able to sing like you or I'm not going to be able to be you for our child. That means you have to stop competing to be me because mm. I can't, I can only go so far in the sense of your role and vice versa. So if I'm going to, if we need the best man in this relationship to, to be a man, it's got to be me because I'm going to be a better man than you all day. And I need a woman because she, our kids need a mother. It's not that I need a woman. Forget me. The kids need a mother. And in order for that to happen, you have to be the best woman and embrace your femininity in, in, in its essence, in its being, that's, that's different from, from me and my masculinity, which is right. why you have a, dominated, uh, or a domination in um, estrogen and we have testosterone. 
you know what I'm saying? Right now, we have women who are growing up having to do so much of the man work as far as defending themselves yeah. that their testosterone and estrogen are imbalanced, right. and you come out with deeper voices, hairy lips, yeah. uh, stronger bodies, things of that nature. I mean, it's probably in the milk, too, but at least that part is in our control. You know what I'm saying? Well, if we can start protecting our daughters better. And this is what I see, and I salute all my dads out there that is doing it because Micah talks about uh, what you said. He speaks to that. It's the, end, the last chapter of the New Old Testament says that it all flips on this, on this right here. When the hearts of the fathers are turned back to their children and the hearts of the children are turned back to their fathers. Oh, so you, you, you wrecking me because I just, I promise you, like, and my, my thing is, I do, I want this podcast to emanate love because the imminent and the dominant spirit I invite in every day is a love. Uh, the spirit of love. God is that love. That is good. That's God, God is yes. love. So that's what it is. And I'm saying for me that as I invite that spirit in, I try to say this from a tender place because I know as a woman who has been a lot of women who may be listening mm, and mm. still in places where it's like they hear man and they hear enemy. Yes. And And, and this is the thing. This is the thing. It means that somewhere inside of themselves, which is even why so many women have walked away from the faith, especially yes. those who are becoming masculine, because yes. their issue with masculinity also gives them an issue with a masculine God. And so for me, I am saying as a strong woman, there is no one who's taking away your strength. Even mm -mm. men know every Thank day you, Thank you, you have birthed a human. No mm. being mm. is stronger than that. But because strength under control, which is submission mm. and meekness, has been weaponized, it it speaks to a different space in us. And so I love my sisters because I'm hearing them right now all in my pocket. Oh, speak I'm, it. Speak I'm, it. Speak to her. Y'all speak to her. Because I'm talking about she just hit it right on the head. I couldn't wait to get here. And she introduced it, walked it straight through the door. Submission. And let's get it all the way right because they lied to me first, sis. All y'all, bruh, they <laughs> lied to us first because they told me that in order for me to be a man, that I would be weaker if I submitted to God. That in submitting to God, I was using the God of the Come gaps, on. that I was coming up with something to plug in faith where I couldn't get knowledge, where I was using something that was going to make me weaker and make me excuses for the things that I'm not doing because, oh, God, to work it out or something of that age. They lied. I have so much power, so much love, so much of all these things I couldn't even dream of myself because my dream machine was broken. I made a dream, I tried it, and it failed. My dream machine was broken. So all I'm doing is walking humbly, and I'm trying to obey to the best of my ability, which don't mean I was perfect by far, but I was wholly committed. Yes, and I want to say that because so many women have lost their own faith, not only in men, but of course inadvertently in God. And I'm, I'm speaking to me right now. Like, I tell everybody every week, I've been married. And I'm going to take my accountability every day. Like, even though I know me and, um, you know, my ex-spouse, were great friends. But we're not, I believe, in, we're not purpose. We're not, oh, let me say this. I don't speak about nobody that I love. I'm saying that once I looked at the revelation that I got married very young. So who I was then is not who I am now. Facts. But what I am saying is where I'll take full accountability is I lack submission. Because I was weaponized. And then I mm. saw strong women but they were being strong in a natural way and see this is where you said earlier mm. everything is being flipped god invented love god invented all the things that we keep seeing tainted but that's the enemy's job 
And if you don't believe, like I say every week, if you don't believe in my creator, if you are of any other religious background, I, we, this is for everybody. Because whoever your creator is, you have to get in a relationship with them. I told you, I hope they got a plan because mine got a plan. It's cool. But what I'm telling you is the plan of my creator is to take things and purify them. Mm-hmm. The plan mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. my enemy is to taint them mm-hmm. and to make them toxic. And mm-hmm. what I'm saying is is that one of those things, especially in our people group, that has been made toxic is these ideas about all these masculine and feminine roles. Yes, and when we yes. take them out of context, we've seen people say um, women should submit to men and then abuse them ooh, and do all these ooh. things. Let's go ahead and take them out right now because women submit to men they didn't know nobody about. As far right. as I understand, you submit to God and his order. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, that's what I'm like. I'm like, dude, I submit to God, you submit to God, we have harmony. But if I submit to God and you trying to fight me for my spot that I didn't even give me, I didn't get yeah. to be me without submission. I don't get to be a man and the sense that God created him without you. In the sense of the man that God created had a rib. And then he laid him down, took the rib out and said, this is man. So when all y'all hear mankind, a lot of times everybody think, why he only taught man? Why he only say so? Because he only made one thing. He made a man, and then he took from the man-made woman and said, you ain't man again until you get it back together. Me right. and her. That's when you start producing, and you have something worth living for. And that's my thing. I think the distraction, again, we're, we're riding on the second wave, and everybody's looking in the first wave. It's the distraction model. I'm going to keep it real. Social media, oh, yeah. media in general, all these things that continue traps. to tell you who you are keeps you from what we say at Star. Our relationship with our creator helps our relationship with ourselves. And then that from yeah. that builds the relationship with others. So mm. many of us are trying to be in relationship with others, and we have no relationship with ourselves, yes. and we have no relationship with our creator. Gotta and so, love you. Gotta love you. So the submission thing again, like I tell people, it's I I participated in that wholeheartedly, the whole controlling woman thing, because it felt like, okay, I'm strong, so strong means control. That is a that is a humanity issue. That is not a divinity issue. And that is not an individuality issue. So when you hear you're strong, then that strength becomes tainted like everything else. But I want to speak to the fact that so many of us, the second argument is, okay, because my thing is I say, hey, hey, sis, who told you to submit to that unsubmitted man? There you go. Big facts. Big facts. So in Ooh. your effort to fill that space inside of you, which I, with my hand emoji, I did it hand too. raise emoji up. I, and Moses <laughs> did it too. And David did it too. See, there's a Bible model that I learned that helped me to deal with me and my failure. As far as biblical uh, heroes go, you have a three-tier a, a, a three cycle or a three-tier process. First, God-given dreams. Right. Man seeks to fulfill it on his own. Boom. <laughs> Fails every time. Divine intervention. And, and, and that's where you get your... your, your, your with God's will for you at that point. Right, the perfect so, will. Yeah, there you go. So it's like you everybody tries it on their own because you you it's hard or at least a lot of people do. You know what I'm saying? As far as Moses did it, David did it, um as far as they 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 had these mistakes and these things that they did at a time and they still were like you they still who they are. You know what I'm saying? Uh only person who did was Jesus. <laughs> he's the only one. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and, and he's the model. If that's yes. your belief system that's yes. why faith has been corrupted. Sacrificial love. Mom. So if your man ain't loving you sacrificially, ooh, ooh, you got you got ooh, a lot to stand ooh, on, sis. Ooh. You might not supposed to be in there. You know what I'm saying? If he's not doing his best as far as to fulfill those roles of provider, protector, 
uh, as far as somebody who protects not only your body and provides for your body, but also your spirit, who gives right. two craps about what's going on inside. Matter of fact, that's the thing about feminism that I don't like the most as far as, uh, and I don't just mean feminism, I mean this, the idea that's, 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 that's tainting our, our, our women right now on a massive scale is that the things that I do naturally and best aren't valued at all. I can bring home the fattest check in the world if it ain't more than uh, whoever pulling up on Instagram uh, that they just bought a new Range Rover or something like that. Man. There you go. It's like, and, and what, the, what? see, this the thing about our value system, and I guess that's what I was really looking at the hit, was that I've been in relationships or a relationship where I value the spirit of the woman, and she is fighting with me because I'm not uh, giving enough credence or credit or validating or affirming enough of her body. Mm. And it's like, dude, when you're, when, you're not, when you're acting out of character, when your spirit is showing up or it's not showing up as it did in our initial uh, infatuation phase, and you're anchoring your fearful spirit and a, a, a ideology of a, a victim, a victim mentality. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you're trying to, you get upset with me because those two things, the body, the last of my concerns. Honestly, there's always going to be some girl coming out of high school or fresh in college or something like that that's <laughs> going to be looking pretty much better than the women that at, at 35, 40 and stuff like that. And they're going to have that whole... You know, the, they could still, I guess, get um, pregnant and things of that nature for the younger man, whatever. I don't know what it is that 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 they that the the, the woman, um, the grown woman, mm-hmm. is looking to to have affirmed by somebody validating the body or, or saying that you look good. I mean, ain't y'all tired of hearing that sometimes too? You know what I'm saying? It's like so yeah. for somebody to really see you 3D and say that what's most important to me is the third dimension of your spirit, not the first of your, uh, of your physical, your body, or how, how your mental prowess may, may uh, astound me at times because, man, I've met some pretty smart women too. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to Emory uh, University. Um, <laughs> but at, at, at the same time, a lot of times we get educated into imbecility. And people don't oh. realize that, that they make things so complex and overcomplicated with big words and stuff like that, that, that it scares people away from what they already know, which is why I love being country. Cause my grandmama said it in all these simple country ways, but it it is what it is. Hit dog holler, little stuff <laughs> like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so wait, so wait, so just just to speak to that because it's it's twofold, and I'm I know for me I always say I'm like an anomaly. Like the the funny thing is, complication. You 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 know me so long, like you know me when I was legit, like like a young girl, hmm. and I had just one child then, and I was what you would consider even a teenage mama. And then I went from there not even having a degree at that point to now having four degrees. Mm. And I haven't said that on the podcast, mm. but, yes, I told y'all, that doesn't matter because I don't speak of it because as I grow, I realize that I am not what I do. I am not what I have. I am who I was already here to be. As you said. And that is that identity factor. And when you spoke to that, two things hit me as to where a lot of our pain came from, just from my own story. One, even before I got one degree, I became a single parenting person through being separated in my previous marriage. In that season, you know, I think is even when I kind of, um, we started to like know each other, but I was separated for years. And I tell people that because I say that I came just like you from a nuclear family. So I didn't know what to do with that. But then I realized that so many of my sisters, that's all they know. And so a thing, I think the first attack on us is this, this broken family thing, whether you have it created for you or you come from it. 
it's the it's the lack of knowledge in relationships. Like people tell me, mm, oh the, yeah, okay, okay, I all see the you time. At. And I love a book. I'm gonna shout him out, Dr. Darius Daniels, Relational Intelligence, because I love the fact that you can be smart academically, you can be smart financially. We all have gifts. We all have places we're thriving. But many and most of us are emotionally low in our IQ mm. and relationally low in our IQ. And I think that for me, I had to realize, like, you can go get all this physical knowledge, but you're not going to do any better in relationships. High five. So that was my that was my awakening after having four kids, bro. It wasn't the first time. It wasn't the second. It wasn't the second time. It was the third time that I really allowed God to see what I was where I was. Because so many times we see every story from the external perspective. But what got me. With the other half of that is I became a single parent. Like, that wasn't statistically supposed to happen. I'm educated. I come from a two-parent household. I came from a lot of exposure and middle-class experiences. I wasn't supposed to have that. So what that did was it caused all these other things inside of me. And when you spoke a minute ago about the needing for affirmation, which is why we said heal means heal, evolve, affirm, and lead. Because that affirmation usually we reduce it to attention. So now you're not getting affirmation because everybody, I said that Maslow's law, everybody needs affirmation, but we starting to cash it in for attention as women. So, yeah, so that's kind of where I, I've been landing. And, and just to go back and say the other half, that was like with the women being educated in the knowledge piece, um, being almost a, what should be a tool has been a weapon. And I think the smarter we are sometimes, there goes that masculine energy because it's like, I got the good job. There you go. I got all the degrees. I make sure I buy the house. I put it in my name. We start to reduce what should be a tool. Because mm-hmm. you can use a hammer for two reasons, sis. You can use it to tear down your house or you can use it to put nails in that structure and build the house. And that goes back to mm. a healed woman heals the people. We do have so much power, but we have to make sure. And for me, especially, that's my story, learning how to put that power in perspective. And it's hard because the more knowledge you have, that's the bigger the enemy is combating against your spirit. Um, so I just, you know, that's all I just wanted to speak to that. But I love when you said that because you, you kind of asked the question, which I can kind of answer because I'm in that age group, about why do the more mature women seem to need that, that affirmation physically? And it's really attention. It's 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 a it's the deception of affirmation. If you love me and if you're here, you've already affirmed me. Yes, but I, hope. I need to hear I'm pretty because the older I get, then that may be where I have put all of my thank value. Thank you, thank you. That's what I was getting at. The value system is so. And I'm guilty of I'm guilty of being not, yeah. yeah we all been there because we've been conditioned Meaning, to think beauty was our value. We grew up in this world together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was taught that my worth was in the amount of money I can make, the, right. my, the type of sex I can have, uh, especially being whatever. Uh, it's just <laughs> yeah. you, you got all these different things that push you to prove yourself in the wrongest ways. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because what I heard when you said that was the devaluing of the feminine essence. They didn't know the part of being an independent woman valued your ability to be interdependent. Because we start off dependent, and a lot of us get stuck on independence because that's as far as they're going in the world today, as far as that's as far as they're pushing us. But 
I can't remember which book it was, and I wish I could give it to either Purpose Driven Life. Um, and I want to say it was him. So I'll stop right there. I read a couple other ones, but this ain't that kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, he ain't really, really worried about me too much. I think it was him, though. I want to give him credit for uh, whoever it was um, that said, hmm. Looking for the artist so much, I missed the message. Because <laughs> it was somewhere along that line as far as uh, the values and mm -hmm. the feminine and masculine. I lost it. It'll come back. <laughs> it usually resounds, though. It's, it's probably nothing new. Because um, he hit so much good stuff in there. But I know that the principal life is where we want to be in order to anchor our, our values. Right. Because it's outside of that, you get this thing for the money. There we go. Interdependence. Thank yes, you. Yes. All right. So, all right. So, Rick Warren, I um, believe in Purpose Driven Life, mentioned going from dependence as your baby born into this world. You don't live right. unless somebody taking care of you. And the goal being independence. And how people get stuck there these days because they don't see the value in interdependence. Mm. So, interdependence is where two independent people come together to do something that they can't do individually. Not to say that they are weak individuals, but combined, we can do greater things. United, we stand type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, we understand this, so many other concepts that a smack in the face and a punch are two different things. <laughs> yeah. But wait, why is that symmetrical to start? Like, like okay, so I, we, we've been saying identity, purpose, partnership. The reason for it is because it's almost like synchronous. You have to be dependent on your creator to know who you are in order to become independent aware of who you are and why you're here so you can walk out of purpose and then you have to become interdependent on partners that God creates because none of us can ultimately fulfill purpose and amen amen like that's amen. it amen amen so maybe y'all don't need it y'all don't need it like the mother folk because I mean when you get there and you can at least see that coming into the relationship you're beyond I believe uh, a large portion of people who are getting married, who are going into it with the delusion that if I work with somebody, I'm going back into dependence. That I only have two mm -hmm. options, independence or dependence. That there's no value in interdependence worth fighting for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Worth striving for. Worth going, girls moving out. The, we're making this Venn diagram, putting a little effort into getting that circle as one as, as, as close as you can so that you share so much that it's only, be, that it's, Majority, wholly beneficial. Right. And I, I don't mean to leave the W off at all. So <laughs> however you take it, but wholly beneficial to each other. Um, we all carry responsibilities, but when we share them, we don't have to burden each other with them. Does that make sense? Right. If I'm doing the best that I can in my own life, and I'm not taking L's every day, left and right, side to side, like I was doing when I was, say, 13 or 18 or 20-something, all right, leave it alone. But <laughs> as long as I'm growing on a daily in my own life and I'm doing better than I did yesterday, then I shouldn't be bringing more problems to my relationship as we go forward. As I grow, it should be less of, of, of my personal issues coming into our relationship, less of the issues that we share together as I heal, she heals individually, we heal, and we grow together. That growing has growing pains. And I, again, I don't think people understand the power of pain in this essence of we go through that and we build through that. That a lot of these people who've been together for 40-something years, being blessed enough to see my parents last that long, I saw my mom looking like waiting to exhale, getting ready to throw um, my, throw my, no, not getting ready, 
throw my dad clothes out on the line. This man sells suits for a living. <laughs> no, because I love them and they can take it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> my man, his clothes on the, on, the, on, on, on the grass. And this is about 20 years ago. I mean, I'm 30-something yeah, yeah, yeah. now. So I was young enough for all five of us to be in the house. And uh, <laughs> that's, that's saying a lot. But we all kids on the stairs watching yeah. my dad walk in the house like, ooh, what are you going to do? And it's like uh, people, if, if that happened in a lot of uh, marriages today, they breaking up. They It's over yeah. with. That's it. And it's yeah. like, dude, y'all have no idea because the Cosby's didn't show them arguing. Right. You see you're what I'm saying? You don't, you don't see that on TV. All you see is the happy moments, the joys and stuff like that. You don't see none of the pains. And a lot of people get that jacked up with the in-laws. You go around and tell your in-laws or go home and tell your parents all the bad stuff that happened. Ooh, but I they ain't dare to share that. none of the joys. They ain't dare to share none of those intimate moments that y'all having when y'all fell in love or when y'all met each other or when y'all went out that first time, any of that stuff. They don't know nothing about it. All they do is, oh, man, she get on my nerves today. And then you wonder why when you finally bring over, everybody got a side eye. Right. And you know what? I think that's, um, that's the power, I say, just speaking as a woman, like, to us healing before we even get with somebody. So I think this mm. is. It's twofold. It's, it's both of us. Right. Because I want the heal bro to come back in here. Because I, I speak to the woman because I think sometimes when you go back to, like, us, we're, we're competing. We're almost, you know, anytime two things really are best for each other they usually look like competition to each other. And that is part of what the quote-unquote curse was with Eve, that she mm. would want to um, rule her husband. Like, you got to read that Bible. It says that she would want to rule her husband as a part of the curse. But it, people have different translations, so they think that means she'll want him. But no, she'll want his spot. And so to me, especially in this particular group of people, I think that as we progress in so many other areas in the natural we fail in the mm. spirit because we think mm. that we're competition but we're really partnership we're really you know what i mean we're the the yeah. building but i i want to say going back to something you said um so neither one of us came from single parenting home which is which is why when we go through certain things in life we have these unique perspectives because i do have male I, and i count that as a blessing like they have all these platonic males, and I tell a lot of women that I love and that are my friends, they're like, "Wow, Mo, you have so many um, real friends that are men," and they think it's so um, estranged. But I've always had a lot of like male energy. Like even when I was married, I I actually had to cut some of them down because you're married. But the truth of the matter is, is that like I'm drawn to understanding people. Yes, and I, yes. And I feel like that's where we're almost becoming enemies because if you don't have enough men that you just understand and you just go try to be with them, that's the setup. Okay, so you want the – I had the heel bro ready to come out, and then I, like, I got my <laughs> own journey with that and dealing okay. with that with myself. Um, all right, so in, in, the, in the desert of my days, you know what I'm saying, um, as far as going through my first divorce and or my only divorce, but um, – in the thick of it, you know what I mean? Where I was really like kind of losing my own grip on, on things. Um, I realized that the idol that I made and I realized how oversexed, uh, how being oversexed and, and oversexualized and how that started somewhere early, you know what I'm saying? With yeah. pornography being what it is and everybody catching on are usually like being exposed somewhere before they 10 to 13 for yeah. real. Like um, I went, I realized that that right there jacked up my dating experience going forward and then my selection process because sexual pleasure was almost like paramount to everything else. 
Meaning, I wanted to be faithful throughout. And I didn't want to be less than for nobody else. So I needed something I really, really, really liked <laughs> yeah. to commit to so that I, I, I wouldn't be drawn towards other things or, or want something different. But that's the one that crashed and burned. So let's not take that route as far as that's, that's, the, that's the mistake I realized I made. Uh, and to go back to fix it, I had to stop. Well, I got this from Andy Stanley, so we'll shout him out on that one. Um, up there at Buckhead Church, um, they got a, his little app or whatnot. Uh, I was able to listen to some messages on there on dating and um, the, the three things you want to do while you're single before you get back into a relationship or anything like that or before you get into a relationship. Uh, those three things being clean out your closet, stay out of bed, and get your finances in order. And I say it that way because to me, that cleaning out your closet is the most important one. Um, Jordan Peterson would have hit on that with the clean your room and how popular he became um, off of stuff like yeah. that. But it's just that idea of going into your heart and doing that hard work before you start projecting that on this person that you love now. Because you're gonna see, they're going to get so close that they're going to be mirrored. You're going to yeah. gonna be in your face. So it's like a lot of what you're feeling in, inside. You're going to be pushing that out yeah. and lashing out at somebody who probably won't even know what you're what you're dealing with exactly because you haven't done the, un the work to understand that. So for me to avoid doing that, I had to cut off. I went to, again, another person, I, I, I credit uh, the starter or the founder of Chick-fil-A, True Cathy. Yeah. I was at a seminar with him speak when I was five. And yeah. he talked on um, the three M's, master, mission, mate. Mm, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it stuck. You know what I mean? So when I'm going through the stuff and I'm trying to reset, I knew that process. So it's like, okay, if I'm serious about it, Master Mission Mate, I had an idol that I just got off of. I said, we're going to give it a year to get my master back together. And the goal of this whole year is to not get with nobody else. Because luckily I had guardrails and my parents, again, those same parents who survived that waiting to exhale moment. Um, I was living with them at the time, and I had an opportunity to, to go out with a girl and um, do something stupid. And my dad gave me a firm warning, you know what I'm saying? It's just hmm. his, 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 which I thank for him, you know what I'm saying? The value of yeah, Exactly the right. Value I got I got to give it to him, man, cuz it's like I would never take that from him. You know what I'm saying? My at the end of the day, my goal and desire even now is that people know how good a job he did. Yeah. Um but in that moment, man, he kept me from making that mistake cuz that would have been the only other person I I uh had sex with outside of my my estranged wife. Right. Since the, I mean, period. Meaning that at that point, I hadn't been with anybody else. And because that he he was a guardrail and he blocked that, uh, you know, in, in every sense, um, I didn't make that mistake, which could have led me down another course. Right. But instead, I was protected enough to, to realize how right he was the next day when she hit me with the, you just another N-word. And I was like, <gasps> I had no idea I was in there. But, <laughs> but if we had... Uh, emotionally connected yeah oh my goodness it would have been scary but regardless stepping from there I went a whole year um, with the goal of not um, connecting to another person sexually or anything like that because I knew how how devastating it was for me like how it would be because I had another opportunity in 16 that even preceded that where I had this girl like the devil was throwing it at me like I was getting ready to uh, trying to go see my daughter for Thanksgiving she wasn't living with me we were going through the, through the motions and um, it was this girl uh, no names or anything like that. Just say that she offered everything the devil had to offer in the <laughs> sense of uh, you can live here and you can have girls and I got these brand new $7,000 um, tatas and all this stuff <laughs> like that. And it was like at the end of our, our kicking it because she rode around with me. We, I didn't, we didn't just go. It wasn't like she was my friend and I, had, I was 
lonely, but I wasn't that desperate. And the whole part about it was it, it wasn't that I was coming over for that, which was good because clearly it was available. But what I did realize is if I lay down today, I don't know who's going to get up. And right now I can still hold on to my I'm a good father hat. Yes. And if I lay down, I don't know as my priorities shift towards finding the next piece. Now a piece of me is, is missing from my daughter and, and what I could be putting towards her. And she don't deserve nothing less than 100% of what I got. She can't do no wrong. You know right. what I'm saying? There's such things as bad parents, but ain't no bad kids. You right. know what I'm saying? The kids are irresponsible for themselves. They don't feed it. Right. So when you have them, you know, like, dude, nothing that I do for you is in vain. You know what I'm saying? Everything that I do to invest in your life is worth it. To the point where a lot of other stuff don't even seem like it's worth it <laughs> at times. Because if that's not taken care of, if my job, my number one job ain't taken care of to, to the up degree, then what leg do I have to stand on as a man? No, I think I like I wanted you to finish, so I want to make sure because it was so good. But I heard like three things in there for my sisters, um, because I, I, you know, I got my bros who will listen or whatever. But you know, the funny thing is, the most um, engaged audience with all of this self development and healing is women. That's that we engage the most in the content. But to know that there is a whole tribe of men. All the community of men. Sometimes it can make the man feel like I'm the only one. But, I mean, like men who I know like are on that wave. I'm sorry. You said no, and I think that's because of the confused look on my face. (laughs) But that was an epiphany because I don't think I mentioned what you just said as far as with the men. that that, that Y'all don't realize the whole tribe is women. Y'all don't realize the whole tribe. Mm -hmm. What I found out is when there's uh, Proverbs today, uh, whatever today's date is, I read that Proverbs 28. And it said, um, when the wicked rulers in power. The men hide themselves. When the mm. righteous is in power, they flourish. So right now, yeah, you ain't going to see them at the club because that ain't where the real man hang at. We are, you ain't going to see him. You know what I'm saying? You, you'll find him. You, you, it's going to be tough to find him because he knows that yes. he's a target, not for affection. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, that ties back into what I was going to say because it's just like, uh, it just keeps lining up. Like that identity purpose partnership, I say that every week, but I'm telling y'all, when you get in purpose, man and woman those people come to yeah. your life because it and then this is the thing you got to be healed though sis because we will see everyone as the one and i want to go back to when you said you were single and you had taken this place within yourself where you was not trying to deal with nobody and i said a week before last i think when i talked about healing happens habitually and why is it as women we've been conditioned to think that it's not okay for us to be single. Culturally, if a woman is proud to be single, not sleeping with somebody, not trying to get a bag, not just you single and you good, it's almost countercultural. And the fact that I said when I had my other homeboy on here um, last season, and he was talking about, um, he was talking about, I said, what is the notion about single fathers? Like, what are they saying about, you know, like, do you think it's uh, bad to be a single father? He was like, no, we winning. And I said. Hilarious. And I said, wait, I said, why y'all winning? He was like, because it's like people are going to be like, oh, look at you being a good dad. Because it almost seems like there's none of you. And so he was like, you're a commodity. But it's always a bunch of us as single mothers. So, and it's almost like we've been painted with the fake superhero, but really it's a victim. And so I said, that's been the apple we've been eating off of we've been eating our ourselves all over again with the apple 
And so because of it, we don't do single seasons well. Mm. Like women, you can be single for a year and you can be celibate for a bunch of years, but it's usually not by choice. The choice, the chosen men too. Choose. I've seen some awkward forty-year-old virgins who thought they were righteous, and I'm like, nah, bro, <laughs> you getting set up because as soon as second you get your career first before you have sex, right? Somebody gonna work you for all that cash with that walk, right? But you know what? The <laughs> but the thing about it is, is that that's the healing process that has to take place to get to purpose. Like I keep saying, how can I be if I'm purpose to be married to you? Right? I'm purpose to be married. How can I be married to you if I never had no time away from you? And you doesn't mean the one person you with. It means all the yous. It's all the men that you kept giving. Because you just said if you would have laid down with those women, you would have came up with somebody different. Because it's a spiritual transaction. Mm -hmm. I heard um, Pastor Teray shout out. He said in one of his messages, I think it was sexual wholeness. It's spiritually transmitted diseases you're more afraid of than sexually ones. Mm. And so I think, like, for us as women, how do we collectively get to a place where we get so well, so whole, where it's like, I've been by myself for two years, three years, five years, whatever it's going to take, because everybody needs a different level of healing. And we get to that place yeah. where we cool. Like, you're not ashamed to be solo dolo. And when I say that as women, we think, okay, well, what does that mean I'm not supposed to date? I can't tell you what your God tell you to do. But I'm saying, like, if you never go a season without talking to nobody, without dating nobody. Get to know yourself. That is it. And most of us, if we do it for three months, that 90 days is like a vacation. And you got to you gotta use this time to do certain things, too. I think uh, C.S. Lewis touched on some good stuff, I think, in um, the Screw Tape Letters, where they talked about how demons kind of, uh, how they come at people and some of the things that you could do naturally. And this is all in, um, in illustrations as far as uh, from the perspective of demons writing a letter to a higher demon or something like that, how they were failing <laughs> to try to take out some Christians and stuff. It's like, well, we had some good success with this, but this one guy, man, he always taking these walks and reading a book and doing this and that. And it's these things that are natural things, but they're productive and healthy, and they, they build your spirit in a way, especially when they're spiritually inclined movies or spiritually inclined um, or readings and things of that nature. It don't have to be the Bible. Honestly, uh, you want to love, you want to know the purest forms of love that you can and embrace those wholly. Um, and if the scriptures aren't speaking directly to you because of some type of uh, bad relationship in the past, like I know a lot of people who just jump as soon as they hear Christianity. It's like, ah, Christians! <laughs> and it's like, dude, like, it, I understand they get a bad rap, and I understand why. Yeah. Um, what we want to look at is the, uh, a label of love, a banner, and being able to, to clearly understand what that is. And that it's the only banner that we can all stand up under and function together. That there's no other, there's no other concept or or, or character quality, um, any any power, anything like that that could do what love can do for us in its proper context. Instead of love being something that we use as a, as, as idols or something like that. See, when you love money, you use people. And when yes. you love people, you use money. But a lot of times people are so stuck on the money and they don't realize the value of the people that they're stomping on in order to get it. You're responsible as far as when you switch over and start putting more value on people and on win-win uh, deals and like adding value to other lives. Now, this is where you get into the secret and uh, Earl Nightingale and, and yeah. stuff like that. 
and just going out and saying, I want to love, I want to add value, and I'm going to do what I can to do that in every, every scenario. That's where you find out who you are because now you're operating inside out. Yeah. No, and, I, I, like, I like that. But it's coming back to you. You have to understand that like you understand every other scientific uh, theory as far as like uh, Einstein. There's, uh, for every action, there's an equal or opposite reaction. So when you put that out there, you go do something like, uh, you know, you, you, you do something for nothing. What you've done for the least of these, Jesus said. You showed up and gave me some uh, food when I was hungry. You, you yeah. gave me clothes when I was naked. You visited me in prison. They're like, when did we do this stuff? When you did it to the least of these. Yes. So it, even Nightingale gave it back to Jesus. But that idea that we can, as, as men and women, come together and build these communities and, and have this unity that, that we need to sustain it, um, it, all, it, it all comes to a head when you understand what love is or when you deal with the concept of love and where it's been maligned, where it's been used as something to, to pleasure you. Love should make you happy. Love should love should make you feel this way. Uh, this is how love acts. This is, and they don't get it from the Bible. Because I hear love is sacrificial, love is patient, love is kind, love is this and that. I'm not getting that from women these days. I'm not getting a lot of patience. I'm not getting a lot of kindness. I'm getting a lot of judgment. You know what I'm saying? As far as like, you, you hear so often in these people that are popular, these negative views of men. Mm-hmm. And when you realize that as a woman that you're entertaining this over a certain amount of time or uh, even with Facebook and things of that nature, if you, if you look through your drink and there's a lot of negative, negative right. stuff on your, on your thread, it's like you have to ask yourself how you really feel about these people. Yeah. Because the truth without love is brutality. So when you go out there and you're trying to give somebody some truth because you, you see something that they have going on that you feel like, oh, man, you should know better than that. But you don't do that with love. Don't be surprised and it don't work. Yeah. So it's like you, in order to love somebody, you love God to love yourself, to love other people. Absolutely. So those two things are the only things that really matter and, and the crux of the message being love for this generation. The Old Testament was about the law. The New right. Testament was about grace and, and mercy as far as God providing the payment for our salvation. The Testament that we're living in right now that of the Spirit because God the Father had the first one. Jesus had the second one. The Spirit is right now. Yeah. The spirit ain't fear. The God is love. The spirit of love is supposed to be running this thing. So if you're not running on love, and if that's not driving you to hope because you're fearful, that means you worry instead of hope. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Being fearful, you're more anxious instead of uh, instead of anxious for anything good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's yeah. no, uh, no anxiety towards, I can't wait to get here. Lord, please come soon. It's like, stay away because you're bringing doom and destruction. Yeah, so that, that kind of sums up the, the totality of the verse that I use for this whole thing, which has been um, the verse in Matthew. The, the, the only thing that God said summed up the whole law. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So there's the three components. Love me, love yourself, then you will love your neighbor. And so I think that, that that's how we're going to heal, bro. That's it. That's it. I mean, ain't nothing wrong with you. And if you know that, don't let nobody convince you there is. As soon as you start to feel it, oh, somebody make me. They can't make you nothing. You good, you good. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to stop this first part because this was too good. And then we're going we're gonna to drive this back. Welcome back, my stars and my lights, as we close out today's amazing episode. No words. Like, 
there's no flex on on this right now when i say this is a perfect example of living in purpose when you do what you feel and you believe not just feel because so many people rock up feelings but when you believe and you know in your heart it is what you are purposed to do it works miraculous prophetic things in your life and if you don't believe in miracles live in purpose you'll see them every day and our conversation today was so imminent of what we believe as star um for our people we believe that you were designed from value for purpose you know to thrive and transform and achieve but when you do it righteously the amazing things that happen are just you just can't put them into words and today that conversation was just a small portion of it. so I want to thank 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 my boy my bro my friend Justin for part one of that episode and we we do have a closing moment that I want to um we're not gonna try to drain y'all with this like two hour long episode but trust and believe the conversation was an all-day conversation and um I want you to know that um that this is for everyone healing is for everyone I remember what I said you guys like that wasn't a revelation I gave myself but I believe a healed woman heals a people and a healed man heals a nation and that healing is not for you individually but it starts with you individually so I'm so excited and I'm so thankful for each and every one of you I pray that it blesses you that every person that listens is blessed and is transformed so they can achieve righteously and we just love you love you love you and we want you to do as always to my lights who aren't single parenting and this resonates and it makes you just see things we want you to win because transformation and achievement righteousness is for everyone identity purpose and partnership is for everyone and so we want you to be blessed and we love you love you love you and for my stars you already know what time it is i love you so much because i know you because i am you and i am doing it with you so remember heal sis heal bro and as always shine star <laughs>